0: You are listening to the Narcotics Anonymous Johannesburg 2021 podcast series. Welcome to the Narcotics Anonymous Miracle of Recovery podcast series. I'm Isabel and I'm an addict. In this series, along with fellow members, we will explore the topic of finding the miracle of recovery through NA. Please remember that members express their own opinions and not that of NA as a whole our official views can be found in our literature. Please visit www.na.org.za for further information on NA literature. With us today is Morgan, who has, through working a solid program and many just for today's, come to share his experience in finding the miracle of NA recovery with us. Welcome Morgan.
1: Thank you, my name is Morgan. My home group is Bergari and I've been clean for four years, two months and a couple of days.
0: How was life before joining NA? Can you take us through the manageability of it?
1: Okay, so unmanageability of life. Yeah, it was pretty hectic back then being young and you know seeking the high life, material goals, wealth, money. Um and back then, you know, you you could do it, you know, quite young, but things change, you know, as you as you get in as an adult, you start getting more involved with your emotions and you don't like want to want that life anymore that that young life and as you grow up uh, then you realize that you're wasted so much time because at that point I didn't have a purpose in life I didn't understand my purpose in life and a lot of the things as I grew up and became more of an adult and more mature if I could say that uh, I couldn't process these things internally And, you know, I'm just going back to my father's death when I was about 12 years old. I didn't go for counseling. My mom took that quite bad. And, um, you know, and she wasn't there emotionally as a mom. And uh, so I grew up with that. She was there, obviously, as a mother financially, you know, gave me a whole lot of things. But if I look back, back then there wasn't consequences, you know. And I'll give you an example. Like if I wrote off a car, I got a car. And if I wrote off the car... The car was easily replaced, you know? So there was no consequences, and and I grew up with that. And being in that position uh, back then, I didn't know how to love, you know? And fast-forwarding, being in relationships, I couldn't offer that love, or I didn't know how to. Yeah, and just growing up with that, I also wasn't meeting my goals. And at the point, you know, I was in corporate, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, and then when I moved to Johannesburg, it was was quite crazy um trying to live that lifestyle i couldn't stand staying it you know that santon lifestyle if i could put that Uh, and um i wasn't meeting my goals and it's it just caught up with me and then of course what do you do you turn to to substance and so back then when i was younger you know you get away with a lot of things because you're young and you're still fresh your body can handle these things but as you get older your, your body changes you know and um i i just got more involved in the in the substance again and It just took over and life becomes unmanageable. wasn't making meeting my goals uh, from a uh, work-related perspective. I was working in the office late and, you know, it wasn't meeting deadlines and I was just pushing myself on weekends and stuff. And it just got to a point where insomnia built and I had to look for other substances to control the insomnia. And then things just started spiraling out of control. And that was my unmanageability. And every time... I tried to process these things as an adult i didn't have the tools to do so, so yeah, at that point, um I got to a stage where it just became all darkness, you know, and every day, the same routine you know as Einstein <laughs> said, um the level of insanity is uh doing the same thing, but expecting a different result, and that was my life every single day and as i as I got to a point, um I just found out that. I actually didn't love myself. I didn't love myself to the extent where I wanted to take care of myself, take care of my body, take care of my mind. And I was seeking external affirmation, you know, if it was from my girlfriends or if it was from a different woman, basically. And um, yeah, and and from material things, you know, and how uh, people saw me externally. But, you know, going back, I was so decayed inside. It was just, Darkness, and I, I could just pinpoint to say that it was spiritual decay.
0: Thanks, Morgan. Can you tell us how you came to hear about the NA Fellowship?
1: Yeah, this is um, this is an interesting one. I've uh, done other twelve-step programs, and uh, but each time it didn't work for me at that point. And the reason for that is because one was well, specifically I, I think the most important one was because I did it for external reasons. If it was either my my girlfriend that I was with at the time, I did it for her, you know. Or if I, I was at financial rock bottom, you know, I did it for that. Or if physical rock bottom, you know, like because I'm quite athletic and when you see your body changing and you don't have those abs anymore, you know, you do it for that. I did it for that reason. But, you know, and then each time, you know, if I if I look back now in hindsight, I didn't do it for myself. You know, I always did it for that external affirmation thing and the second most important thing was that I didn't understand it I didn't understand the program at the time so it was never about me right so eventually I got to a point where I hit spiritual rock bottom and you know just going back to the point I made previously that was my saving grace I think and uh, having the spiritual I felt so the darkness and I felt it you know I really felt it from a spiritual level and not loving myself as well, you know. And I went to my knees and I just went to my higher power and I said, I need help now. And that it was at that specific point where I was became honest with myself and, um, you know, and then I became honest with, I think the first person I called was my mom and I told her I need help and I was honest to her and I was truthful to her. Because at that point, the first thing you need to be, when you say that you're an addict, is to say that, you are honest to yourself, you know, and that's part of the, the first step. And the next person that was really close to me was my mom and I was honest to her. So if we, you know, if we take that and, and put it together, that was the biggest decision in my life that I actually made and that having that integrity and honesty and that was the start. Of the 12-step program. So um, look, and then I did check myself to a, a treatment facility and lucky at that point, uh, they in that facility ran the NA 12-step program. And that was when I really, at that point, you know, understanding it and not just doing it for the sake of answering the questions and things. And then it just built from there, you know. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's how I got to know the, the the NA program, and when I got out, I just built on from there.
0: Thanks, Morgan. Can you take us through your time within the fellowship? How has the NA program and the 12 Steps helped you in your life? And how do you apply the NA program in your daily life? What does this entail?
1: That's been really amazing for me. And just going back to the point of unders- really understanding the program, and it really helped me spiritually. And I think that spiritual connection between the NA program and myself was what I really needed and if I look back in hindsight I, each time I did the steps I couldn't get to step four. I'll do the first three steps and for some reason you know I, I always because I, you don't want to get to the point where you have to really dig deep and that's what step four does for you. You're really digging deep to find what is the issues and you know your resentments and your fears and all these things that you you're past and people don't want to they just want to brush it aside you know and so at that point i did have a gap from step three to step four where i really sorted uh my relationship with my sponsor and by chance and coincidentally i started i met a, a, my friend a good friend of mine who told me why don't you come start spiritual school again so i went i said okay let me give it a, a shot because the N.A. program is a spiritual program and um, when I went back, it we, we learned about the, the scriptures and from a very spiritual context. And that was the point where I started aligning the two, and everything started making more sense beyond my understanding of the program. And that's what sealed the deal for me. And when I went to step four, step four is not easy, but having that spiritual understanding um, made it easier for me. It's not easy, but it made it easier for me to get to it. And... Um, So I came out guns blazing, you know, from the treatment facility. And um, I wanted to save the world. I wanted to help everyone. But my sponsor said, hey, wait a minute. Uh, Just take a step back and start. Start your steps. Just do your steps. And then when I started the steps, everything else just followed, right? Because when you start the steps, what do you need? You need a sponsor. And how do you find a sponsor? You need to attend meetings, you know? And when you get to a meeting, you have to do service, right? And you have to be accountable, you know, and it's, that's one of the most prominent things in the fellowship is being accountable, you know, accountable to your fellow members, to your groups. And uh, at that point, where, uh, you know, being accountable, going for service, doing your meetings, and r- the spiritual classes and combining it with the, with the NA program and my steps really helped me with my connection with my higher power and everything just sort of just worked out. Um, I'm, I have such a hectic life with my businesses and things, but everything started falling into place for some reason. Just The world just worked that way, you know? The timing with everything made me, at that point, be able to attend meetings, you know? I didn't have to say, oh wait, I've got a, a business meeting, but I can't attend this meeting, but everything just started flowing. My relationship started improving, you know? Um, and regular meetings with my sponsor, and attending, meetings it's you know whether you meet a, a person who's in a month in the program or five 15 years some guys in 15 years you learn a lot from both sides you know and what they're going through and how you take from their their life you know uh, and how they see the program uh and you implement it in yours you know and 50 percent of the program is is your step work right so you you start at step one and then you end at step 12, right? So step one is about focusing on yourself, really fixing yourself. Because if you, if someone asks you, can I borrow some money, but you don't have money, how do you help that person? So you internally with your energy, right? You, you want to help the world. You want to help the next member. You want to help the next addict. How do you help them if you don't have the energy? So that's the whole point of the step book is fixing yourself, really getting it, get to step 12, you know? And then you see the miracles is because... At Step 12, you have the tools to deal with every single day life, you know. And putting it together, and that's where the energy comes from to help the next addict, to help the next person. And then it goes beyond the NA program, you know. And the other 50% is I went and I really started the traditions. And the traditions, it's so phenomenal, like, because it's a grouped context. How you take yourself, and I implement this in my business and my personal life every day, uh, because you're dealing... As step work, you're dealing with yourself as an individual, and from the traditions perspective, you're dealing from a group level, and this is how you deal with my well, how I deal with my employees and how I deal with you know uh, people around me in society. The traditions really help me with that. So it's not just in the program, but also in my uh, life, you know. And going back, uh, it's about uh, what the, the the program has taught me in combining these things. It's live with love, kindness, you know, humility. Integrity, be true to yourself, and helping the next person, and, and that's what this whole fellowship is about, you know. And I really grew from that. So yeah, and then just going back to what I mentioned about the honesty component, and when I was honest to myself. So the first three steps, and that's that's it, you know. And I also do a mini step if I need it for the day. So the the mini step work is really about it's the, based on the fourth four steps. And it really helps you during the day. If you if you're really stressed in a in a problem, that's how I use it. Um, it's it's very small questions, like five maybe five questions per step, and you answer it mentally to to get yourself through that whatever problem that's happening. And the first three steps is you know you have to be honest with yourself. You know, so you are honest. You admitted that you're you're an addict. You're open-minded. You're willing to other things. You know, because you know, when I came into the program, you know, I was fixed on on one thing and. Uh, everything that I said had to go, and that was probably from my corporate life, being a manager and, and a senior manager, whatever. Because what I was, whatever I said, goes. You know, I wasn't open-minded and really pushed people away. But as in the program, you tend to figure out that, you know, just be open-minded to what people are going through. Everyone's different, yes, but sometimes those things are applicable. You know, and when it comes to spirituality, you know, and while I'm not a religious person, I do. I, Take uh, aspects of spirituality from religion when I speak to other members who are you know, and I use that in my life and and put that in a spiritual context and willing you know so be be willing so once you're open minded, be willing to listen to people, and listening is such a, an amazing aspect in life because people tend to talk and you when you don't listen you 're not getting information that could help you because a lot of people sometimes that I meet uh, they definitely know more than me you know and they could help me so I love listening I love listening to people's stories where they come from what their background and how they're managing through life and I take aspects for that and I question you know always be questioning so another major part in my life is having sponsees and being a sponsor and having that relationship and you can find a lot of information from the sponsor uh, sponsor guide Um, And that's because uh, when I finished the steps, right, initially my first year was to remove the substance. My second year was a very spiritual way of doing the steps because I did my pilgrimage in India and it was a very spiritual journey for me. And on that journey, I came back and I've completed the steps for the second time on my own uh, spiritually. And there was a big change in how I saw the steps or how I saw myself. And you could see the changes and it's so necessary to see the change from when you do remove the substance in the first year to when you do it spiritually and the third time i did it was uh, actually four times was with my sponsees because you do actually doing the steps as a sponsor again because you're working with the sponsees and that really helps you because you learn a lot from your sponsees as well by guiding them on the steps and, hey, wait a minute, you know, this actually works for me as well. Um, and it's, it's such a blessing. So uh, my sponsees also, they're doing it now for the second time, and they're on the spiritual side. So, um, yeah, I wish them all the best. But, you know, that's what really also helped me with the step work and from a spiritual perspective. So
0: how is your life now? Can you give us an insight into how you spend your days um, compared to before? What are your achievements since being in recovery? What are the gifts of recovery that you are grateful for? Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's, uh, uh, I say this with humility and where I've come from because I always look at my past and where I am now and I I shouldn't have regrets and people shouldn't. And uh, it it is what it is and this is where it brought me and made me more resilient, but you know, looking at myself now in four years, you know, um, so the last four years, I've revived my businesses that was, you know, um, when I mentioned that I hit rock bottom, I only, I sit on the board of a few companies, and my purpose in life, yeah, you know, I've really changed, and I've, in, in four years, I've been practicing servant leadership, and I take this into my business, and very spiritual, you know, I, I, when I do meet my my employees, i don't shake their hands i give them hugs you know (laughs) that's from the na that absorbed and it just opened and that's the open-minded and now my employees are willing you know if i could say that they come into meetings and back then you know if i was a proper manager and wasn't like a leader you know but now they being so it just helps helps you helps everyone everyone's just like having so much fun now you know at 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 work so i'm also a, a personal trainer own a karate dojo I started and just lots of stuff and you know I do work for the United Nations and sustainable development goal and that's my passion and this is my passion and purpose is helping the next person and doing a lot of community work from recovery and addiction but also entrepreneurship and leadership so helping school kids you know and that's what I'm passionate about is to help them grow and I did run some addiction programs for the 12-step for teenagers at schools which really helps, and it's my life just been phenomenal now in the last four years um, and the changes that I made and I definitely owe it to to the program since I started this you know because it made me understand myself more made me understand that I have a purpose purpose in life and this is what I spend my energy on right now and back then if you look at when I turn to substances what do I do I lock myself in in the room I never go out and I'm always, you know, by myself in the darkness and willowing, you know. Now I'm out there, you know, and this is what the program has done for me. You know, I'm out there and, um, you know, I've. when I wake up in the morning, I do a 10-minute meditation. When I go to bed, uh, another 10-minute meditation. But at that point, uh, that's when I'm doing my step uh, 10, you know, my, my inventory. But in my mind, you know, back then we start with a journal and we write down all that, but I've got to a point where I meditate, look at my day, and the next morning I remember what I've said, done in my inventory, so I can say, let me apply my step seven spiritual principles so that could guide me throughout the day, you know? And yeah, that's it's just how everything, and I see a lot of sunlight now, you know, if I compare it to to back then in in the darkness, and where I've come to, to start these, to revise my businesses to having all these, these different things in life. And that's my gift, gift in recovery. And at the end of the day, my businesses right now are set up for Step 12, you know? So that's where I'm helping the next person. And I'm helping the next addict, you um, know, I'm the PR chair for Johannesburg. So that's my giving back, you know, to what this program has given me. And I'm having so much fun in PR, you know? It's uh, it's amazing sending the message out there to to the public, to, to internally to members and coming up with new creative ways. And it's just been amazing, you know, since uh, when I look back four years ago to four years later. Yeah, so my last thoughts is definitely start. Start with the step work and then build from there. That's how it would bring you to where you need to be, you know, and find that purpose in life because you need to fix yourself and in order to really help the next addict or the world, you, you need to get to step 12. And that's where you see the, really see the gifts of recovery. So as the saying goes, it works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it.
0: Thank you very much, Morgan, for sharing your experience with us today. And thank you to all who've listened. Please be sure to join us for the next installment in our series. And I wish you all a clean and serene day. This was an installment of the Narcotics Anonymous Johannesburg 2021 podcast series.